Healthcare and senior care is fraught with problems and challenges, but we're also seeing some amazing new clinical treatments and resources. This show will help illuminate and uncover the good, bad, and the ugly in order to equip patients, families, and other healthcare providers. Welcome to Senior Care Confidential. Hey there, Brian. How are you today? Good, Joe. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Just thinking about all the food I want to eat and all the weight <laughs> that I may gain in the next couple of weeks. Uh-huh. With Thanksgiving coming up. With Thanksgiving Which coming kind up. kind of prompted today's discussion as it, well. Did yeah. and so I wanted we, I wanted to talk about something Hollywood's latest diet craze the Ozempic the Ozempic shot that is just capture the world by storm yeah and we just want to talk about Ozempic and our senior client and yep. is that going to be helpful for our senior client yes so let's talk about Ozempic so right now it's a shot. You can go to your doctor. I know my son, who's a physician, um, he told me, he goes, Mom, all these doctors can do moonlighting and sell these Ozempic shots and, you know, we could do really well, you know, additional, everybody wants wants the Ozempic shot. Yeah. So, and basically what's happening is you lose weight very quick. I have a good friend who's a nurse practitioner. She lost 22 pounds in three months and Goodness. she felt great. She ate, but she didn't get full. There yeah. were really, she she told me that as far as side effects, the only thing, she felt full. She just wasn't hungry. Yep. And she wasn't thinking about food and, mm, what am I going to snack on tonight? That, that's my understanding of it too. We have, we have a few patients that are on it and they're seniors, right? Um, I don't know how many friends that are on it, but we have some seniors that are on it. And my understanding from them is that's it, it makes you just feel full. It, mm-hmm. It's I think it's supposed to slow down your metabolism. No, I'm sorry, slow down your, your metabolic track or your digestive track, which makes you feel fuller. I think it does something with leptin and some of the things it drives more glucose into the actual tissue but the design of it was initially just to help the pancreas increase its uh, insulin production to help with diabetics and as they were testing people with their, that were diabetic they found oh my gosh there's this other weight loss it's thing. a great side it's kind of like viagra right? right what viagra was was used for like heart related stuff because it increases nitric oxide i think i'm i think i'm correct on that and then it had these other fun side effects. And so all of a sudden that thing took off as well. So mm-hmm. it's the new version of the blue pill. That's right. And I know um, doctors are prescribing, you go in, just get a lab draw, and then there you go. They will give you an injection. Basically, you can go into the doctor's office once a week and have it done, or you can get that first injection and then get it done weekly and do it yourself at home. So you can do these yourself. You can do it at home and it's sub-Q. So it's just going to be in the lining. It's not a deep shot. So So it's like subcutaneous? So it's subcutaneous, yes. Okay, so not bad. Okay, so I got a question for you. So there's been a lot of news articles on supply. Are you finding that the supplies are still dwindled or are they back in stock now? I haven't heard anything about supplies, but I do know um, insurance is not going to cover that whole no. shot and and I know some people are paying as much as $1500 a copay. Yes. So be very careful and ask your doctor as they are so willing to prescribe it. Yeah. But find out what you're going to be paying out yeah. of pocket for that. There's a couple other drugs that are kind of similar in um one one starts with the W, uh, but they're um they range around 1000 bucks per person per month. Um which is pretty expensive. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a mortgage payment. Well, mm-hmm. maybe not now with inflation, but um 
you know, it's still half a mortgage um, for these kind of drugs. So it's expensive and it's a, and it's a lifestyle change too. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they say that um, the drugs are not as effective without the lifestyle changes. So you're going to find that your, your nutrition is going to change. They're actually encouraging you to be active with it. And so it does seem to help promote for those people who have, you know, sticky weight issues. It does seem to help promote those things. And honestly, a lot of us are economically motivated. I know I am. And so if you're spending a thousand dollars a month on a drug that's supposed to help you, you're going to stick to it. That's right. Yeah. Your diet's going to change. Your exercise level is going to change. Yeah. I think that the one thing that bothers me a little bit about this drug is anytime you change the body's, I guess, chemical makeup. Because mm-hmm. the design of it is to is to make the pancreas more active in producing insulin. And so what happens if you go off of it? And they don't really know yet because the drug's only been around for a couple of years. And then you've got um, the, because it's only been around for a couple of years, there's, there's no like longitudinal studies on this stuff. I know. Um, they don't really know. They think that seniors may be more susceptible to some side effects just because we naturally are as we get older. Um, They may be more susceptible to some side effects. But again, these are the things that they just don't know. And I saw um, just last month, I think it was in September, the FDA has now put a black box warning. I think it's literally called the black box warning um, where there's been, I want to say it's pancreatic tumors in rats. It has, but they say we've not seen this in humans yet. But FYI, it has, we have seen this happen in mice and rats. Okay. But then you, know, you could, you know, we talked about this earlier. I had two grandmothers, never had a drop of alcohol, right. grew up Southern Baptist. But I'll tell you, those two swore by tabs. They swore by their saccharin <laughs> and swore by their sweet and low. Yeah. Both lived to be 97 and 98, and that was supposedly one where rats wound up with cancer, oh, with that's saccharin. Right. That's right. And yep. so, you know, I think right now uh, there's so many people with weight issues, yep. and it is so hard to make all those changes, that lifestyle change. So to me, if you've got something that will kickstart it and motivate you, um, why not? Yeah, the only you know, problem with it is not really a Kickstarter though, because you're supposed the design is you're supposed to be on it for long term. I know, which yes, that's sir, a, that's Mr. A, physical that therapist. Is a, that is a huge economic commitment. I know, you know, monthly for you know long term. I know, you know, I there know. there is some. Um, I think there's some positive developments that there are some generics that are that are going to make their way through the market, which should reduce the cost quite a bit. Um, but yeah, have you seen the studies on metabolism as you get older? So it's fascinating when you get, they've, you know, I think they call it the middle age spread. So we, we, a lot of times we'll say, you know, because we're in our thirties and forties and fifties, you know, our weight is increasing and our, our spread, our waste is increasing um, because metabolism is slowing. And I've actually showed numerous studies where that is actually not the case. Your metabolism actually does not slow, slow, does not slow until um, 63, I think is where they see the average, the average reduction. And what's interesting is what they have found is the middle age spread is, not metabolism related. It's actually our own activity level related. Wow. Well, because we're in a, we, we are in an IT society now, right? So a lot of us have desk jobs. You, you and I don't because right. we're out physically working with patients. But um, a lot of people have desk jobs, whereas before a lot of manufacturing, a lot of you know outside stuff, um, and so a lot of that has to do with um, that. And so the the level of energy expenditure on a daily basis is not what it used to be. That's um, interesting. Yeah. And then what they find though later in life though, they do find that there is a reduction in um, your metabolism as you get as you get to 63 and beyond. And it's it's interesting because they they measure the 
total energy expenditure in terms of like your basal metabolic rate, which is like, like that's the amount of calories you burn like at rest. And then they look at your overall activity level and those kind of things. And they have found that some of the metabolic, the metabolic changes as you get older is in fact due to lack of moving around like you used to because at 63 or 73 or 83, you're not moving around like you were at 23. Um, but that some of it is actually due to the organs are actually, um, they're pulling more from the, they're pulling more energy from the metabolism. How do I say that? The internal organs are having an impact on the actual metabolism, metabolism itself and, and slowing that down. And so it's fascinating when you start looking at that stuff. And so some of us, as we get older, the, you know, having a little bit of help from something like an Ozempic or, you know, one of these other um, drugs that drop, that increase your metabolism and increase, uh, you know, insulin production could be helpful in reducing weight. So for some of the, somebody that doesn't want to take Ozempic, but knows they've got to lose weight. And Brian, I know you as a physical therapist work with clients and that's the number one thing. It's it's um, the weight on knees and it slows you down and you sleep worse and yep. you breathe worse. You know, all these things with, you know, the weight loss yep. contributes to all these other problems. So what do you say as a therapist, what is the best way to ease into having a new normal, a lifestyle change. It's a good point. So, if, and we'll, we'll, we'll go with, with the weight and the joint issue. So there's, depending on the surgeon, let's, let's assume you have somebody who's got really bad arthritis in their knees and their hips, and they are really kind of due to, due for a knee replacement or a hip replacement. There are BMI um, scales where the surgeons will not do a surgery if you're, um, waist size of your weight is too is too high because the, the complications with regard to the surgery, complications regarding after the surgery, and so a lot of times they'll actually have to get them connected with a nutritionist or a GI doctor or somebody to help try to get some of the weight off. But you know what? I love that. In fact, yeah. I have a client that wanted a facelift, and they told her the doctor told her, "I will not do this facelift for you until you lose twenty five pounds." Yep. And I was that was. To me, that was awesome. Very yeah. admirable of that doctor yeah. because, yeah, there are there are side effects yeah. to having these surgeries. Oh, yeah. And, you know. yeah, and you know they've they've done some studies, and these are like old studies, <laughs> but they they looked at the amount of force, you know, because we're we're constantly squeezed between gravity and the floor, right? We're just it's a sandwich, and so they've done studies on the amount of force through your joints. So when you're walking, so if you're standing, right, you're 200, I'm a 200 pound guy. So if I'm standing, right, I got 100 pounds on one leg, 100 pounds on the other leg, kind of sandwiched between. When you start to walk, every time you take a step, it's one and a half to two pounds your body weight every time you take a step. So imagine being a three or 400 pound person. Wow. And every time you take a step, that's why it hurts so bad. Um, and so, by the way, when you run, it's six to eight times. That's why when you have arthritic knees, it's, it makes it hard to run. Um, wow. But there's a lot of pressure that goes through there. And so even like a 25 pound weight drop um, can be significant in terms of the amount of uh, limited forces through the joints as you're weight bearing and as you're walking and skipping or whatever. Um, but yeah, so, but in terms of a therapy, um, you know, we don't do too much on the nutritional side of it. Our, our more, mo most of our focus is on the movement side, you know, the functional side. 
Um, but because, you know, I, I read a lot of stuff. And so, you know, I do educate some, some things on some, I have to be careful because I'm not a certified nutritionist or, you know, licensed dietitian or any of that kind of stuff. But there's, there's enough information out there that's general enough that you can kind of make some general guidelines for that. In fact, I, we had Alec on uh, several weeks ago. And so he's actually helped me craft some things that are just general guidelines for seniors to help with that. Um, and so part of the challenge is as you get older, not only dealing with metabolic metabolic changes where it's, where it's um, slowing down over time, we're also dealing with chronic illnesses that change the body's ability to you know maintain energy levels and those kind of things. We may be dealing with the body's ability to metabolize certain medi certain medications, and that can throw, throw throw some things off. And so, some things are not as easy as the willpower thing, and it's calories in and calories out, which is what you hear a lot of people say. Like Twitterverse, and you know, a lot of nutritionists will talk about. Uh, I think it's an oversimplification. In fact, everything that way. I think everything is. Um, it's an oversimplification if you just say, you know, if your calorie expenditure is. 3,000 calories a day is what you burn. Then if you're taking in 2,500, then you're at a 500 calories uh, deficit. And so over time, you're going to see some um, some good weight loss from that. There's some other folks who are looking into food being more complicated than just the caloric side of it. And they're actually considering and looking and doing studies on how much of how much of food is actually a software program. So depending on what you're eating, how does that impact what your metabolic rate is going to be? How does that impact what your weight loss or your weight gain is going to be? And so um, I think we there was a guy several years ago, do you see that he did like a McDonald's diet for like 30 days? Yeah, not, yeah. The, not the guy who gained all the weight, but there was a guy who's like, I'm just going to eat McDonald's. He kept it, He kept the calories at a certain number. And so all he did was eat various McDonald's meals. And so on a short-term basis, he kind of partly proved that the calories in calories out thing is a real thing but i think over the over, over the long haul i think what we're going to find is it's a little more nuanced than that i think you're going to see there's some software programming um interesting enough going along with that the other thing that is there's some new studies coming out one of them was like a one 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 off guy but it's created some other people starting to look into this but the sequence of actually how you eat your meals is fascinating and so this guy was wearing a continuous glucose monitor. And so he would eat the same meals every day. And what he did is he changed what on his plate did he eat first. And what he found was when he ate the protein first before going to his vegetables and potatoes or whatever else, that his uh, blood glucose did not spike nearly as high. Wow. And so the thinking behind that is somehow because of the you're eating more of the dense protein first it's probably slowing down the motility as the as the food goes through your digestive mm -hmm. tract and so it's probably slowing down the the speed of the carbs actually being absorbed into your bloodstream and sugar so even sequencing of food so again this calories calories, calories in and out thing there's some validity to that and i and i do track I, I track my calories and I track macros and that kind of stuff. So there is something to that, but I think it's also, there's probably a large degree of what you actually eat in. Well, eat, and in as well. I have, I have clients that, you know, their downfall is at night. Like when they're watching TV at night or watching the news, they want yep. something to munch on. And so I say, get the junk out of the house. Don't buy that stuff that yep. you love to munch on. Find some healthier options. If you've got to have something to munch on at night, yep. you know, but going back to my grandmothers, my healthy grandmothers that had long lives, they never ate a snack after dinner. I mean, they had yep. meals 
and bedtime they maybe had a glass of water. Yep. You know? I think some of that's trained. Some of yeah. it's dope. Some of it's neurochemicals, right? We're we're trained to like it feels good to eat this kind of stuff, yeah. and so I need that in the evenings or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's um, the, the evening snacking thing can be difficult for for a lot of folks. <laughs> I don't have that issue, but um, but yeah, it, you know, especially if you if you gotten used to that dessert, you know, the after dinner dessert, or you know, you're just vegging on the couch and you're wanting something else. I think some sometimes just boredom. Mm-hmm. You know, I my know. kids eat us out of house and home. And I think sometimes I just because they're but bored. But I think that's teens too. Yeah. That's teens. But uh, we want to be healthier. We want to have a 2024 is right around the corner. And, um, you know, we just want to talk about ways to have a better lifestyle. Yep. You know, how to eat better, how to feel better, yep. how to exercise. And so just talking about um, getting ready, gear up for what you want to do for the new year and and how you want to feel. and. Yep. um well, and part of it is it's, you know, there's everything's like, it's like a bunch of variables and a bunch of dials. You know, if, if you're trying to feel better and you're trying to feel more mobile and more active, um, you know, the nutritional part is is really key. Um, you're starting to see now a lot more studies. In fact, there's a sleep center. It's like CBD. There's a sleep center like in every shopping center, it seems like now, because we're starting to realize that how much sleep impacts thing uh, you're your chronic stress levels mm-hmm. um, impact um, your overall feeling of your body. Um, your your actually your energy level, like your activity levels. You know, they're they've done a bunch of studies on the different aspects of of exercise or different um, variables of exercise, and it seems like if you if you pull all the stuff together, it seems like. Where we where we end up is it some sort of a mixture between resistance training a few times a week, so that's like lifting weights, lifting things heavier than you. You can use your body weight. You can use bands if those are available to you. If you don't want to go to a gym, you can go to a gym. Um, but resistance training a few days a week, especially for seniors, because you know one of the things that happens with seniors is that fancy term called sarcopenia, which is age related muscle loss. And so, um, and that when you start to lose muscle loss, you start to lose your ability to get up and move around. You start to see more falls, all that kind of stuff. And so, you want to make sure you're doing some sort of resistance training to keep the muscles and the bones strong. Um, and then they also have some, you got to be careful with this one, depending on how old you are, but there's some um, need to have to stress like your VO2 max. And so getting your heart rate elevated a couple times a week for, for a short period of time um, has been beneficial. So like doing hit exercises or rowing or biking or whatever for some of us running. Um, and then that piece of it may be hard to do for some of our older clientele, but the other one that's easier to do is something that they call zone two exercise, which is just walking. And if you got up and you walked, you know, 20 to 30 minutes a few times a week, um, that has shown to have significant improvement in not only your mobility, but also what they call mitochondrial health and strength. And so like the mitochondria is like your powerhouses of your cells. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling puny, if you get up and walk, you'll actually over time, and it doesn't it doesn't take very long, by the way, over time you will find that your overall energy level just from getting up and walking. I used to walk all the time. Yeah. And if you walk outside in the sunlight, now I'm going to need vitamin D, which is like like the best way to get vitamin mm-hmm. D production is through mm-hmm. actual sunlight. Um, you know, and that also helps like vitamin D help helps with depression. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why there's people so stop getting benefits. up. So there's all these things. Like there's so and I think the the takeaway for me is there's a bunch of dials to to play with to increase your quality of life and your activity level and your energy feeling and just how you feel. And if you can make small changes in each one of those, I think overall you're going to see that the 
the combined efforts of all those things will make you feel better. Well, and the senior centers all have programs. They have trainers. Yep. They have therapists. The people there at the senior center to help seniors on what is best at their what what activity level is yeah. best with whatever their condition is. That's and right. I highly encourage seniors to go to those senior communities yes. to the um, gyms or the senior gyms. Yeah, and they you know they do say you can't you can't out eat a bad diet. So as we circle back around to the Olympic topic and nutrition, like it, the, the nutritional piece really is important. And we, you know, you and I are in a bunch of senior living communities and we've been in hospitals before. We've seen the menus that are not conducive for healthy aging or really any, anyone to be healthy, um, especially in some of those hospital ones. I mean, the pancakes and waffles for breakfast is mm -hmm. a disaster. Um, and so, you know, the, the nutritional piece is really, really important, you know, making sure you have enough uh, protein intake. We talked about hydration before that's, by the way, that's the other thing with Ozempic too, as I've, I've read that it's really crucial and I don't know what the mechanism. Water. Yes, I don't know but what the that, mechanism is on that. But they're we're supposed to drink water anyway. Yeah, but it's, apparently it's even worse on Ozempic, and so they're wow. seeing dizziness and falls from that. So just be cautious that's good with to that. Know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good to know. Thank you so much. This was great. And if you want any more um, information, Ozempic, look it up online. There are lots of uh, articles about Ozempic. Yeah. Um, they don't know the long-term effects, right. unfortunately. But if you want something to jumpstart your weight loss and you do know that you need to lose weight... Hey, yeah. it could it could be a valid option, could and you could also so you could talk That's with right. your, your physicians. You can also talk with a local nutritionist or dietitian and see what their thoughts are on that. You know, it's it's still for me. It's still I I know that there are people who take it. I have patients who are on it for various reasons. By the and it's done a really good job of, of dropping people's A one Cs. You know the mm -hmm. that uh, resting level of glucose that's in the in the bloodstream, and um. But for me personally, I would want to see a little bit longer studies on that before it'd be something that I would consider. Um, but for a lot of people, it's done a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. And I guess Hollywood's catching on to it. That's right. Thank you so much, <laughs> Brian. Welcome. It was a great show today. And uh, we will return next week. And yep. Looking forward to a great week, and I do want to say, um, I, you know, we are. I'm the executive director for Pajamas for Seniors. It's that time of year we are collecting pajamas for needy seniors. We desperately need women's nightgowns. You can get those at Walmart. Um, they're like fifteen dollars, yeah. and um, all sizes, extra small, all the way to seven X. Where do you we know, deliver them to? Uh, we you can deliver them to the Pajamas for Seniors headquarters, my home at <laughs> 705 North Church in Dallas. I mean, in McKinney, 75069. But we are getting so many requests this year, more than ever. Oh, wow. So we want to get as many out as we can. And are you doing a, dr a drop-off? We have a drop-off. Um, um, yes, Keller Williams, the realtor, they are collecting pajamas. Also, Discount Tires, all the stores are collecting okay. pajamas. Prestonwood Baptist is collecting pajamas. We have a drive-through this Thursday at sunrise. Um, so, but just give us a call, send a message at info at pajamasforseniors.org and we'll get information out to you on where you can drop off pajamas, but need, we will get them out. Do you need help in delivery? We to, need desperate help in delivery. In nursing so, homes? To nursing homes. Okay. And, um, so if anybody wants to deliver, it is usually a couple of carfuls. So even though maybe a nursing home has a hundred residents, um, it's a lot to get over there. And we not only bring pajamas, we bring socks, we bring toiletries. 
blanket. So they need everything. Especially, yeah, and this time of year, this is yeah, a lonely time of year for them. Yeah, it's lonely and it's cold outside. Yeah. And, you know, the blankets they have at these Medicaid nursing homes are very thin and flimsy and just a nice warm blanket. Just you sleep so much better. I have been in some residential care homes, like assisted living care homes that are fairly nice. And there's still residents there that are in the hospital gowns. Like they're not wearing their own stuff. What? Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So great. It's a great cause. So yeah, it is yeah. a great cause. And please let pajamas for seniors know about those homes because we can deliver pajamas there as too. As well. Doesn't okay. have to be a nursing home. Can be a residential care home. Okay. Um, you know, it can be somebody's home as long as it's easy to get to. We have male pajamas to patients that are really needing pajamas as well. Yep. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. We'll see you next time. All right. All right. Have Bye. a good week.